To express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Performing isn't being another person, it's being an extension of yourself. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryant, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. I'm Dia and I'm your host for today's show. Be The Star You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported BTSYA over the years. We are thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsya.org. Every dollar counts, and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. Make sure to listen to Express Yourself wherever you listen to radio or music. iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. I'm Maggie, and we have an amazing show planned for today, all about performing. In segment two, Dia and I will be interviewing Michaela Lane, a 16-year-old young woman pursuing her dream, her pursuing her dream, her inspirations and influences and admiration for traditional country music, running her own business and plans for the future. In segment three, Sydney will be back with the newest edition of her segment, Breaking Boundaries, to talk about the evolution of sound recording technology. And right now, Ruhani will be talking about performing. Hi, Ruhani. It's great to have you on again. Today's Hello. topic is all about... Hi. Today's topic is all about performing. Do you think performing has anything to do with leadership? I do. Leadership is all about using your voice, and performing is a great artistic way to do that. Many singers use their creativity to, um, you know, shine light on important issues. Um, you know, for example, Donald Glover, also known as Childish Gambino, released a song, This Is America. And I remember the lyrics and music video convey, you know, issues plaguing our world today, such as racial discrimination, police brutality, and gun violence. And it won multiple well-deserved Grammys and was acclaimed worldwide. And another um, important song um, with an important message is Where is the Love by the Black Eyed Peas, which really just um, touches on world peace and caring about one another and 
who can forget Lady Gaga's Pride Anthem, Born This Way, which inspired a whole generation to accept themselves. You know, there are so many performers who have these great songs with important messages. Yeah, that's really cool. And I love how, like, all of these songs are, like, catchy and people sing them and they're still popular and it's really important important to have like artists not only like have a message behind their songs but Mm -hmm. have it in a way that like people enjoy it and like can really like love the song and um so going along with that theme of kind of singers using their platform and like their songs to really spark change and inspire people. Do you know any performers who have not only used their creativity wisely, but also their platform? Oh, you know, definitely. Uh, Many performers speak out about certain issues and are really engaged in philanthropy. Uh, I think everyone knows Shakira, this massively famous singer and dancer, and she's been involved in so many charities. You know, she focuses on... um, universal education and early childhood development in Colombia and other countries in Latin America. And former President Obama actually appointed her to the President's Advisory Commission um, on Educational Excellence for Hispanic Students. And um, there's more I can think of. There's uh, my personal favorite, Harry Styles. Um, His motto is actually treat people with kindness. And it's like on plenty of his merchandise from like hoodies to water bottles. And during his 2018 tour, um, profit from his merchandise went to 89 different charities. So I remember they helped like refugees in the Middle East. And they also like made shelters for LGBTQ plus youth. And in total, like $1.2 million were donated. And it's amazing. And I actually went to that tour. And another person um, I can think of is actress Yara Shahidi. So she actually had her recommendation letter um, to Harvard actually written by Michelle Obama because she's always been advocating for so many causes such as poverty, voting, and women's rights. Um, In 2018, she launched 18x18, an organization that really um, urged young Americans to vote in that year's midterm elections. Wow, it's so true that using your platform is so important. And I agree with Shakira. She's such an amazing performer, but more than that, she's just a really genuine person who's Mm -hmm. done so much work to like help other people. And I think that's really what it means to be a true leader and performer. And the same thing with Yara Shahidi. She's such an admirable young woman. And the fact that she had a recommendation letter written by Michelle Obama is so cool. So yeah, I definitely think that using your platform is very important. And you can use it to advocate for like any cause that you're passionate about. And it makes so much of a difference. So do you know any teenage stars who are already making a difference? Yeah, I do. There's um, Emmy Award winning actress Millie Bobby Brown, who stars in Netflix Stranger Things. And she's only 17. And she advocates for children around the world who are suffering from a lack of education, bullying, violence, and poverty. And she became um, United Nations' youngest ever Goodwill ambassador when she was like only 14 years old. So that's obviously amazing. And talented singer uh, Billie Eilish, who's only 19, has been in the spotlight for a few years now, and she's been working with charities that help animals as well as voting registration. 
And in 2018, to get more California teens to vote like Yara Shahidi did, she campaigned at various high schools to get them to pre-register for that year's midterms. And more recently, a massively famous teen singer, Olivia Rodrigo, who's only 18 and just dropped her, dropped her album, she spoke at the White House to encourage young people to get vaccinated. So she was able to meet President Biden and Vice President Harris. She also spoke about the importance of youth getting the vaccine with Chief Medical um, Advisor Dr. Fauci. Wow. That's all of so these- awesome. Yeah. Um, so all of them are so inspiring, definitely. And I love how, like, it's really apparent that young people can make such a big difference in our community. So kind of going along with that, going with how young people are really changing the world, what messages do you think teenagers around the country and the world receive from these people? Honestly, that performers can be leaders, whether it be through art or charity work. And you honestly don't have to be this Grammy or Oscar recipient either. You know, I know so many talented teenagers who can act, can dance, can sing, and they're all performers and their art inspires people and really inspiring people, encouraging them to be a better version of themselves is what makes a leader. And that's why so many people look up to the wonderful celebrities I talked about earlier. And I really think that it's just important to use that inspiration and channel it into ways you can make a difference. Thank you so much, Ruhani. I loved our conversation today. Unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment. Please show your love for more segments by donating on btsya.org. Keep listening for more as I interview Michaela Lane in the next segment. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Another day gone by Another hundred Stars come out 
Wish I could tell somehow The places that he's been No, these nights were never meant to spend alone And this old place will never be yourself on the voice america kids channel where teens talk and the world listens express yourself is produced by star style productions llc as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity for more information about our show visit expressyourselfteenradio.com now back to our star teens hello and welcome to express yourself In this segment, Maggie and I will be interviewing 16-year-old Michaela Lane, who has ambitious and driven traits, branded by her upbringing. Her pursuit later on began early on in her music career, where she has taken the spotlight at fairs and festivals throughout the country. The young singer and songwriter has written and co-produced a catalog of original tunes. As a tween, Michaela recorded and released her debut EP, Rooftop Nights, and has since released seven studio recordings. The songstress co-wrote and co-produced the single Superman, recorded in her bedroom and nearing 77,000 streams. She is poised to introduce her sophomore EP, Miles From Nowhere, in September 2021. We are so thrilled to have her on the show today. Welcome to Express Yourself, Michaela. Thank you. Thank you all so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah we're excited s- to have you. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, you sound so, like such a cool person. So, Thank can you. you tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, your lifestyle, and, like upbringing? Kind of what inspired you to be a recording artist and like start to sing? Of course. So, um, 
I was born in Kentucky and lots of people are like, where'd you get your music, um, like your music abilities, like your voice from? And honestly, I have no idea. Like my mom <laughs> would literally tell you like she's tone deaf and my dad, my dad, my dad likes to um, take credit for my voice because he has like a really deep, like um, rich voice, but he can't oh my either. Gosh. So <laughs> my dad yeah. does the same thing. <laughs> Just like saying, oh, yeah. I know it's so funny, but he, he likes to take credit for it. So I, maybe I'll give him a little bit, but <laughs> so, um, none of my parents have a musical background. Um, my dad has been in the cattle business for, um, whenever I was little, he, he went to college for that. Um, and he's big into rodeo. He went to, he lived in Montana for a while and worked on a ranch out there, um, doing guiding and stuff. So he's been, he's always been into the Western lifestyle. He's lived it. Um, and my mom, um, did some of that with him whenever, um, they got married. That's what they did for a little bit. And then I was born in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, and we lived in Kentucky, um, up until I was 10 years old. And, we moved to Oklahoma because my dad um, kind of got out of the cattle business and he loved it, but it just wasn't, it wasn't what he needed to continue doing. So my, my parents both, or my dad, actually, he got involved in the oil industry and we ended up moving to Oklahoma. Um, they're self-employed. So that was very helpful with our move. So it wasn't like attached to something in Kentucky. So we moved whenever I was 10. Um, we moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I start, oh, let me back up a little bit. So in Kentucky, I was, I started singing when I was five and that's whenever we lived in Kentucky and I would just sing around the house all the time. Um, and it would be like stuff that I heard on the radio, like music was always a part of like my day. And like, I'd always be like humming or singing and my parents started to catch on and they were like, well, she's actually not that bad. <laughs> like, let's give her a shot. So they, um, ended up taking me to some voice lessons, um, to a lady in Kentucky and the, my first ever voice lesson, my mom took me and it was in her house. So I showed up and we went in her living room and she had a piano in her living room. <clears throat> and she was just, you know, like, let's warm up and stuff. And I, of course, I had no idea what she was talking about. Like, I was five years old, and I just sang around the house for fun. And so we get in there, and I was, like, scared to death. And my mom was sitting on the couch in her living room. And I was kind of just standing standing there in the middle of the floor, um, and she was at her piano. And I was just so scared, and she was, like, telling me to do this stuff. And I would – I refused to, like, do anything. Like, And it's not really like me because I love, like, talking to people and, like, that kind of thing. So I was very nervous um, to sing in front of anybody. So the only way that I would sing for her is she had to put a blanket over me, and I sat in a chair in her living room. And that was my that was my first, vo <laughs> my first voice lesson. Um, so that's going to be engraved in my brain forever because I'm like, what the heck? Like, why was I like that now? Um, <laughs> but that was kind of my first voice lesson. And as I kept going, I got less nervous and, you know, I'd warm up to her and we would do like an actual voice lesson from then on out. And I just really found that I loved it. Like I did my first performance whenever I was either five or six, um, like you said, at the festivals and fairs. And that was just super fun because I lived in a small town in Kentucky. So everyone was super supportive. They'd all come out um, to the stuff I sang at. And I just really found a love for it. Like lots of people have that kind of light bulb moment. Well, I didn't really have that. It was kind of just something that like I did it a few times and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. But like, obviously at six, like I, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this for my job. And like, I'm still going to be singing when I'm 16. I was just like, this is fun. Like, let me do it while 
while I love it now. Um, so that's what I did whenever I was younger and that, that kind of got me attached to music. And then whenever we moved to, um, Tulsa, I started taking lessons at a music school called Pressler Music. Um, the owner was super great. Um, Amanda Pressler and a guy that worked there, his name is John Conrad. And I started taking lessons at the school and he taught guitar and voice and, um, at first, whenever I started there, I didn't take lessons with him, but um, I took lessons there for a while. So um, after I'd started taking some, I realized that um, what I was taking wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. Um, so I started taking lessons with him and it was more like individual lessons, like the lessons I were taking, they're called master class and it was more of a group class and it was, re- it was really fun, but it just wasn't like what I was looking for because, um, I knew at that age, I was probably, um, I think 11, I think that, I think that's how old I was. I was like, at that point, I was like, I want to take this really seriously, like, because, I love it so much and I've been doing it for so long. Um, and the other people in the class, like it was, they're obviously like taking it serious, but like it wasn't kind of what I wanted. We didn't really have the same like mindset or goals. So I talked to my mom when we started taking lessons with John um, and I loved it. He started out as my guitar teacher um, and then it kind of developed into guitar and like vocal coach. And um, I would kind of like a mentor type of deal. And so whenever I was 13, um, I, I was like, okay, like this is what I want to do. So my parents, um, have always been like behind me and like supported me and done whatever, um, that they could. So they, they talked to John and we all, we all like agreed that this, we were going to like get behind it because like I told them this, that this, that, sorry, that this was something I wanted to do. Um, so at 13, John helped us get a band together of guys that local guys that he knew and like knew would do a great job and be really great because like not many like 50 year old men want to play for like a 13 year old, like little girl. Um, so he got a big group together, um, for a band and I just started playing around town and I just grew into more relationships. Um, I found that that's been a huge thing is relationships. Um, so it just kind of grew from there. Um, I started playing at like little bars, like, um, downtown Tulsa, the hunt club. I've played there since I was probably 11 and they've been super great. I still go there and play sometimes, but I would just kind of like play at bars and like outgrow that and go to something else. Um, and then I was still 13. Um, it was either 13 or 14. My mom reached out to, um, the old red chain, Blake Shelton's place. And there's a location in Tishomingo, Oklahoma. So she reached out over there and I had my first slot over old red whenever I was 13 or 14, one of those. Um, and that was just playing inside the restaurant, like acoustic with John. It was just me and John and we were just playing um for tips and that kind of thing but I thought it was like that was like the coolest thing ever which it was at the time for me because that's like one of the biggest places that I played at that time um so that kind of grew into more of a relationship with the Nashville location as I started getting older and I played my first Nashville location gig whenever I was 14 or 15 um and then um the Tishomingo location opened up the doghouse which is a um it's a venue like right across from the restaurant that you can have full bands and it's like actual concerts. So 
I started playing there with my full band. I got a great fan base down in Tishomingo because it's just like small town America, which I absolutely love going down there because everyone like, like if you, if you tell somebody you're playing, like they're for sure going to come, like it doesn't matter. So I I built a really great fan base there and it just kind of grew. Like every time I'd come, I'd always see like people and it was just super great. And then I'd start playing more Nashville locations. Um, and then this year, um, these past few months, they have um, given given me the opportunity to open for the ticketed acts, um, like the people that they have coming off of The Voice, and like um, I've opened for Jake Hoot, Ian Flanagan, um, Todd Tilgman, um, and that's just been super great because like just like working my way kind of up the ladder. Um, so that's kind of how I got started, and that's like actually like my recent stuff now. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it's kind of a little bit of my background. Oh wow, that's um that's a really great story and it's really inspiring how like how you went from your first voice lesson you were so scared and now you're constantly performing and I think that's a great thing to just like grow out of your shell and pursue what you want to pursue. So I really think that's a really cool and you like moved around a lot. So it sounds like you had a pretty interesting childhood. So do you have um, any recording artists, talents, careers that you really admire? And um, like, why would you say you admire them? So um, I'd say I love like discovering new artists, um, especially ones that like don't have a huge following because like I would love somebody to do that for me, you know, and people have done that. And it just it's so great to find people like that. So I found, um, a few artists that aren't super big. Um, and that I really watch them because like I can learn from them cause they're bigger than me, but they're not like Carrie Underwood or something. So I kind of relate to them, but a few of them are Jenna Paulette, um, Ian Munsick, a few of the bigger ones, Cody Johnson, George Strait, um, Carrie has always been a big inspiration of mine. She's my favorite when I was little, but I would say right now for like, um, music, like the kind of vibe of my music, um, and direction that I'm going in my music is probably more leaning to the Jenna Paulette and Ian Munsick. Um, Jenna is, she's like really into the Western lifestyle. Like she lives it. Her family has a ranch, um, on the Texas Oklahoma border. And, um, she calls herself like a modern cowgirl and that's like what most people know her as. So I really look up to her because that's what I'm trying to do. Like influence my music with like Western culture and like cowboy culture and that kind of stuff, because like, it's not really talked about or, um, like displayed or supported in country music now, which I think is kind of sad. Um, but she does a really great job of bringing that into her music. And I think, the, the biggest thing I look up to her is probably that um, influencing her music with like her lifestyle in the West and like always bringing like always bring it back to her roots and like the Western lifestyle, because that's what her that's what her grandparents did. Like they were farmers and ranchers and that's just what she grew up in. So I think it's super cool how she does that. She brings it into her social media. She brings it into her songs, um, what she wears on stage, like what she talks about, like all that kind of stuff. And that's probably what I look to look up to her for. Um, but Ian Munsick, he, um, has his own sound and I think it's so awesome. Like his sound, like if you hear a song, you're, you're like, Oh my gosh, like that's obviously Ian Munsick. Like it's kind of like a mountain man, um, Wyoming kind of Montana feel. 
and that's where he's from actually I think he's either from Wyoming Wyoming or Montana I'm not really sure but he's a big influence of mine um just in the way his music is and the way that he he um has found his own sound because I think that's super important because once you um, start doing this, it's really easy for people to try to persuade you into like, this is what's working. You need to do this. Or like, this is what's selling. You need to do this. But he's like, no, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do whatever I think sounds good and whatever I want people to um, hear and like, know that that's me. And I think that that is super cool with him because he has his own look he um and he's super into like the western culture and all that type of thing so i think both of them are just like a really good representation and they both also um influence my music like ian munzik he has a ton of vocal layers in his music and that's i put a lot of that stuff into um, me and my producer which was john actually um we we kind of studied jenna paulette and ian munzik's music and we were like okay what what do we like about this that I would like to incorporate a little bit into my music? So we both agreed that like Ian's was obviously the vocal layers and like the different the different like things you hear and you're like, what is that? Like you can't really identify it. So we put some of that in my new stuff. Um, Jenna's was kind of putting the modern, a little bit of modern spin on like traditional like Western country. And that's something that I really wanted to do too, because um, obviously I want it to be like, country but I also wanted to add like a little bit of modern because like that's what people are enjoying now or like a lot of people um and I enjoy that too so we kind of just incorporated things that we liked about both both of their sounds into my new music but yeah I'd say um Ian Munzik and Jenna Paulette are probably two of my biggest influences right now that's awesome I love how you really like like to focus on like artists that you really want to boost because you want them to do that for you and like how when you look up to someone, it it's so apparent how much you admire them. And that's so cool. So you've talked a lot about like this Western lifestyle. What is that exactly? And like, how would you portray that in a song? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, well, so I um, like that's just what I grew up around. Like whenever I was little, I'd always like go out on the four wheeler and like check the cattle with my dad. And like, I, I was always around that. Um, and it's, it's always been like a part of who I am. So it's really hard for me to like, um, want to record like country music and like not bring any of that into it because that's literally where country music came from. Like the king of country, that's like all he sang about. Um, and I just thought it was like super important. I was like, okay, what do I want to portray to people? Like, and I think it's super, super cool. Like going back to Jenna, like she does a great job with that. Um, not even just in her song lyrics, but just like, you can tell with like what she wears. Like it's just an entire culture. Like, um, I like to tell people that like ask me like, well, what do you like about like West and like the Western lifestyle and like, um, the people who love that kind of life. And I just say, it's like its own culture. Like everyone's so easygoing like so easy to talk to um they're kind of unique but like they're also like um like influent influencing like other people like me so it's just like a really influencing community and like culture because it's its own special thing and like it's very authentic and you can like tell it like spot on whenever something's off or like someone's trying to be like that if that makes sense and it's just kind of like its own thing and it's super special um to be a part of but I'd say mostly how I put like western influences into my music it's kind of just the 
the production and the sounds like um i might talk a little bit about my song so wild like the wind has um whistles in there and obviously like whistles are used in like spaghetti western western movies western songs like um whenever you hear like a certain type of whistle like you automatically think like boom like that feels like the west and um so that was something i was like this would be my producer john actually did it and he was like what do you think of this and i was like dude that is so cool so um we ended up leaving that in there and it just feels kind of like like imagery is a big thing for me and like songs and how they feel because I'm really into the production of the music um I'm not a huge I'm not huge into the writing um but I love like the production like hearing it and like what do I want to put there and there and that's what I bring a lot of my western influences from is like the whistles like making it feel like like I want this to feel like a desert or I want this to feel like you're on the back of a horse or like I want this to feel like blah 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 and I I have a lot of fun like trying to figure that out and trying to make that happen. Um, so I'd say like a lot of the Western influence for me is just trying to make it paint a picture of like the West, like for wild, like the wind. I was like, I want this to be like your typical cowboy riding away song, feeling lonely, feeling like the desert, feeling windy, feeling like it's um, about to be nighttime, like all those type of things, feeling dry, um, feeling dusty. And I think that we did a great job. Like, getting that across because like whenever I ask people I'm like what do you think of whenever you hear this that's what they say and I'm like okay that's like all we need to know like we did a good job with what we were trying to get across to the listener and I just think like especially like with western lifestyle like it's definitely like what you wear is a big part of that too and um like what I wear on stage is a huge part of that it like automatically whenever you look at what we wear on stage you can tell what what music we sing and I think that that's really important Jenna also does a great job of that and so does Ian actually they both do um they're very authentic and I think that's my dad talks about that all the time it's just like authenticity like you can spot whenever someone's not authentic like right off the bat and um it's just like a culture and like way of life I don't really know how else to explain it other than that like that's just kind of that's kind of how I how I would say that I bring that kind of stuff into my music is just like the production like what you wear and just being authentic and like um saying like true to your sound I think is also super important yeah that is so cool and I really like how you have a kind of mission with your um work to kind of show people that type of lifestyle because I personally live in the east I'm in the West Coast, so I've never experienced something like that. So I think like feeling that way through music is such a cool and powerful thing that you're doing. And um, yeah, I think that's really good. And I think I really like how you change, like you keep what you wear in the country on stage. So it shows that you're very authentic. And I think that is honestly a very important thing about singers, if they're authentic to like where they come from and stuff like that. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, of course. Um, I was wondering, is the look for the Western lifestyle, is it kind of what you see in movies with cowboy boots, Levi's, cowboy hat, or is there some yeah. sort of other like, look that you go for? Well, um, so what I wear on stage is depending on like what type of venue it is. Like I've, I've, I've always worn a cowboy hat, or not always. Um, with my new stuff coming out, I've really been into hats. So all I wear now whenever I'm on stage is like always a hat, whether it's like a flat brim hat or like a shaped like cowboy hat, it's always a hat. Um, and that's obviously like 
an iconic piece of like Western culture is the cowboy hat. And, um, I personally always wear boots on stage. Like if it's a nicer place, I'll probably wear like nicer boots. Um, but it's just kind of that idea. Like I'm not always wearing like boots, hats, jeans and like pearl snap shirt. Like that's not always what I wear, but like whenever I'm on stage, it's always hat and boots. And then my clothes will kind of change depending on the venue. But, um, like whatever, but people mostly wear like at home, like what kind of what I'm talking about. It's not like always, um, boots, jeans, like pearl snap boot, like hat and like all that type of stuff. Like it'll change, but like for what I wear on stage, it's just, um, boot and hat is like always what I wear. Like I won't go without that. Um, but my outfit like will change depending on the venue. If that kind of answered your question. Yeah, it did. But, like, my dad, my dad wears the same, like, if you go in my dad's closet, it's literally, it's just, um, like, cinch is, like, a brand, like, Wrangler. It's literally just cinch, like, button-down shirts and then cinch jeans or Levi jeans. And that's, that's his entire closet. And they're, like, starched and, like, saying they're literally, like, flat. It's so funny. Like, he wears the same thing every single day. So, if you ask my dad that question, it would never change. It's always a lacy boots um, cinch jeans or Levi jeans and then a cinch button down shirt. Like that's what he wears every single day to work around the house. Like that's just what he wears every single day. Like it never changes. The only thing that, the the only thing that changes is like the shirt pattern. And that's about it. That's so funny. That sounds like my dad too. He just wears like really similar things every single day. Yeah. I know. I'm like, dad, you need to, you need to like spice up this closet. Cause you go in and there's like a row of jeans and then a row of shirts. It's like, you can predict what he's going to wear every single day. That's funny. Yeah. That's really funny. I love how like you really bring in style to your whole thing and like how your outfits kind of try to reflect like what you grew up in. That's really cool. So kind of going along with like feeling comfortable in your own skin and stuff like that. What makes you confident in the decision to look to what makes you confident in the decision to pursue your music career and what is important to have in place to do so? Um, let's see. Well, I think it's super promising that like um like I've progressed as I've been doing music because like you always want to see like change and for the better like you always want to progress you never want to like go back and I haven't seen myself go backwards pretty much at all and I think that's a really good sign and something that I 100% know you have to have is like a good team behind you because like if I didn't have my parents and like John and everyone helping and like reaching out to people reaching out to sponsors reaching out to um, venues like I wouldn't be able to be doing this and so you 100% have to have like a good team behind you. It doesn't even have to be big. Like my team is tiny. It's literally me, my mom, my dad, and John. And it's literally so small, but it's working. And I think that is something that you 100% have to have. And you also like have to want to do it. Like you can't like have your mom be like, you're going to be a singer and like do that for the rest of your life. Like, cause that won't work. Like it has to be something you want to do. And it has to be something you enjoy doing. Um, I think that's a really big thing because, I would go through phases sometimes and I'd be like, I would get like kind of like a burnout, if that makes sense. I got one, I think like almost a year and a half, two years ago, I got like really bad when I was like, I'm just going to quit. And um, it was just because it was in a time of like, I wasn't having a lot of shows. I wasn't having a lot of progress, but like you have to, 
and like it was my team like my mom and my dad that convinced me they're like no like they weren't like you were 100% doing this like you cannot back out now they weren't like that but they were like you have like a really good future like ahead of you you can't just like let it go away so I thought that was really good um because I was literally gonna be like like (laughs) I don't want to do this anymore I'll just quit everything we're doing um but like I'm totally not like that now like if I if I look back and I'm like, I'm like, what the heck? Like, why was I thinking like that? So it totally changes. Like, so you just have to have a constant, like someone who's constantly there, like trying to help you, trying to move you along and supporting you. Because I think, I think if I didn't have that, it would be way different. Oh yeah, I totally agree. I think having a support system with anything you do is just the most important thing. Cause it's going to be hard to always feel motivated. And you, if you don't have people who are like kind of pushing you and like nudging you in the right direction, then it can be, um, very different as you said. So Mm -hmm. it definitely can. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, everyone needs a cheerleader around, around them. So you are approaching just 16 years old. So do you think your age has been a hurdle at all in launching and pursuing your music career? I definitely think it has. Um, so the first time I came to Nashville, I was, I think, 14, either 14 or 15. I'm pretty sure it was 14. Um, but I came and I was like, because everyone paints this picture of Nashville, like, you got to be in Nashville. Like, this is like where all of your dreams come true. Like, I'm going to be a singer, like, blah, blah. And then I get to Nashville. It's totally not like that. Like, Nashville's really cool. Like, it's a cool place. It's got cool people. But, like, you you think it's like a huge town when you go, and then you realize how small it is and how everyone, everything is just built off relationships. And I would get, um, like, people I've noticed have been super hesitant um, to work with me because of my age. And they're always like, well, like, do this and then we might or like um like let's see how you do in like a few years and like that kind of approach which my dad is always like my dad my dad's really into like risk taking and so that's kind of how I'm always thinking I'm like you got to take the risk like you could like if you like gave me a shot like it could be really good or it could be really bad but like you still took the risk and you had the shot of it being really good and you could have been like a huge part of like my success story like if I end up doing this for my career and it works out really well like you could have been a part of that and it just like frustrates me because I'm very much like that sort of thinker like you just need to like just try out like what's like what's gonna happen like the worst that can happen is this or like the worst that can happen is this but the best that could happen is so much better than that and you could be like a part of this um but lots of people aren't aren't like that because they have like stuff that they that they think is like um that they can lose which I get it um but it's just super annoying for me because I'm like I I know what I'm capable of and whenever someone doesn't see that it's very frustrating um so I would I've got turned down like some gigs but like that's not a huge deal the bigger deal is to me is like someone not wanting to work with me or like be a part of like the team or be a part of my success because because of my age or they're like because or you might not want to be singing and a year like we're not gonna we're not gonna be a part of that because we don't know what could happen it's like well obviously no one knows what could happen like you just have to be like in the moment and try it out because like it could be awesome you know um and that's how a lot of people that or I wouldn't say a lot I've honestly like not had a ton of problems or like a ton of like mean people I guess you could say like who are totally just like in your face and like absolutely not I've not had a lot of that which I've been really blessed to but the ones the ones that I have had have like always stuck with you 
because like it you always think about the person who told you no um but I haven't had a ton of it but the ones the stuff that has like happened has stuck with me and it's just it just like frustrates me because like someone has to help you has to help like get you started like instead of saying let's wait a few years be like let's do it now and like let's get this going and that's just like how I see things and like how I wish like other people saw things so that's been kind of a hold up is like people are scared to work with me because of my age but like I know what I'm capable of and I know that they shouldn't be like I know what like I can do I know what like my team can do, um, for them. And that's, that's been something that's been, um, kind of frustrating, but on the other side of things, it's also been kind of hard for me because like I'm in high school, like I'm going to be a junior in high school this coming year. And like, I have friends at home, like I have a social life. I have all this stuff that like, also I have to weigh in. Um, and it's just kind of hard to balance all of that because I'll have to be like, I have to pass up on so many things that my friends are doing, which it sounds dumb. Like I definitely don't have FOMO, but like, if like, I always like think about like, I'm 16, like I'm going to look back and be like, so sad that I missed out on this, but I'm like choosing music over it. And it's just kind of hard to think about that sometimes too, because like balancing a social life with traveling to Nashville all the time, like having shows, doing photo shoots, like I'm in Vegas right now. Um, like I've been here since, I don't even know, like Saturday, like either Friday or Saturday. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. That was so great to talk to you. Yeah. No, unfortunately we're out of time, but hopefully, but hopefully if you tell everyone like where, like your Instagram or something, they can all follow you and make sure that they keep up to date with your music and everything else. Yes. Okay. Um, so you can, my Instagram is Michaela Lane music. Um, you can find my music on all of your favorite streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, all that, all that stuff. Um, anywhere you like to stream your music. My Facebook is Michaela Lane Music. Um, YouTube, Michaela Lane Music. Website, Michaela Lane Music. It's all Michaela Lane Music. Um, it's a little bit weird to spell, but I think, I think it'll be on the, on whatever this is airing on. So it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that big of a deal, but that's where you yeah. can find my stuff. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much for Mika- thank you so much for Michaela for spending time on the show today. Absolutely yeah, love thank you. our conversation. But unfortunately, we're out of time for this segment. Be sure to check out her website at michaelalanemusic.com/production and listen to her sophomore EP Miles from Nowhere in September 2021. Please share your love for more segments by donating on btsya.org. Keep listening for more as we have Sydney with her newest edition of her segment next. Where the poor sun's on and it's three 
long as I still got a place to go. Where the porn starts on and it's three in the morning, mama runs out with her arms wide open. I never wanna let this go. And the listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to Express Yourself. Today's show is all about performing. I'm so excited to have Sydney with us to talk all about performing and some of the history of that. Hi, everyone. So I'm Sydney, and I'm back with my series, Breaking Boundaries, where I discuss history, society, and science. So for today's segment, I'll be talking about the evolution of sound recording technology. So with the help of modern inventions, music, podcasts, and even our Express Yourself teen radio show are all just a click away. Clunky machinery is now a thing of the past, and as long as you have access to the internet, you can pretty much listen to anything, anywhere. But how did we get here? So it all began in 1857 when Edward Léon Scott de Martinville invented the phonograph, the first sound recording device. He attached a stylus to a vibrating membrane, and by placing a sheet of paper covered in a layer of soot under the stylus, you could visualize the trail it left. He envisioned that a trained reader would be able to interpret these tracings, which were essentially images of sound waves. So while he was able to record sounds, he never actually thought of being able to play them back. This leads us to the creation of the phonograph by Thomas Edison during the height of the Industrial Revolution. Unlike the phonograph, Edison's invention had a sound-vibrated diaphragm that was connected to a stylus that would mark grooves into tinfoil. For decades, the phonograph was the only major milestone in sound recording technology until the discovery of electrical recording in 1925. Microphones were then used to capture sound and allowed for a much wider range of frequencies that could be recorded along with other improvements. The third wave of audio recording began in the mid-1900s. Magnetic wire recording was a process by which a fine steel wire was swiftly pulled across a recording head. The intensity and polarity of the audio signal transmitted to the radio head correlated to the magnetization of each point along the wire. Magnetic tape recording was discovered in 1945. 
when the Allied nations got their hands on German technology. While it was used in radio stations all over Germany, it remained within the borders of the country until the end of World War II. This was a significant development because it drastically improved audio fidelity or the quality of reproduction of sound. Now audiences could barely hear a difference between live and recorded performances. This leads us to the digital era. With inventions such as the cassette, CD, and digital audio file, it's one of the most revolutionary eras in history. Now, it's more convenient than ever to listen to audio. There are clearly no limits to human creativity. And as listeners of BTSYA Express Yourself Teen Radio, we hope you're just as excited as we are to see what technology is discovered next. That's so cool. So I, yeah, it's really cool how interested you are in all of this. I've never heard about a lot of this. So um, what about, um, when asked about the origins of sound recording technology, there tends to be a disagreement among ex- experts. Can you explain why? Yeah, definitely. So Martinville's discovery, the phonograph only recorded sound. Um, on the other hand, Edison's phonograph was only able to capture, was able to capture sound and play it back. So some people think that Edison's discovery was more significant, so they credit him as the original creator, while others tend to disagree and say that Martinville came up with the fundamental idea first. And um, would you say that music has been shaped by technology? Yes. So how music has been created, performed, and preserved has really historically depended on technology. You could even go as far as to say that technology has been the most consistent defining force in music. That's, yeah, that's really cool. So, um, So what are some modern examples of how audio engineering has influenced music? Yeah, so in rock music, the use of backwards recording to insert hidden messages was once really popular. Groups like Queen and the Beatles were really well known for this. Wow, that's awesome. And some more like modern examples would be like samples and pop rap and pop music. Yeah, so kind of like how like, um, isn't it like how like, sorry, I don't know that much about sampling, but I heard that it's like how sometimes producers will leave kind of their... Um, little like stamp on it or take a sample from another song and put it into like a newer song I don't know yeah. is, so is that like kind of what sampling is or am I like completely <laughs> kind of oh, yeah, off with that pretty much it. yeah like when producers oh. take like original sounds and kind of rework them into their own music yeah that's really cool is there anything else that you would like to talk about before we're out of time Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah, thank you so much, Sydney. I absolutely loved our conversation today. But unfortunately, we are out of time for today's show. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment Crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. And one last thing, be sure to follow our new Instagram at Express Yourself Radio. Again, it is at Express Yourself Radio. 
always remember to speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine.